सहनावतो सहनो भुनक्तो विपर्य दुराग्रह सम कर्ण दुराग्रह 
some kind of an insistence upon holding on to some opposite views. So when Vedanta reveals the oneness or the unity of the whole existence, some kind of an insistence upon holding on to the duality and whatever. Because we have been brought up in certain ways and we may have listened, we may have heard, we may have thought and whatever it is. And therefore everybody has ideas about what God is and what is the nature of the self. These ideas are there and very often as we said, there is an emotional attachment or a commitment or emotional investment in those ideas and one finds it very difficult to give them up in spite of listening to Vedanta. So these are the various obstacles. How will these obstacles go? The obstacle in the form of Vishayasaktihi, the attachment to the sense objects, will go by Vairagya or dispassion. By constantly dwelling upon the nature of the sense object to which our mind gets attracted and making the mind see the evils involved in the sense pleasures and that is how releasing the mind from its fascination for the sense objects. So that is one necessary process. How about my not being able to understand the scriptures? Shravanam. Listen again and again, may you expose yourself to the listening of the scriptures. <clears throat> what if my mind, that reasoning faculty, doesn't, fun- you know, is not aligned properly? Maranam. So the scriptures themselves give a lot of reasoning. And may you apply your mind to the reasoning and the method, reasoning method that is given in the scriptures. And Viparyaya, holding on to some opposite or, or, or contrary views, the method is Nididhyasanam. May you make your mind see the truth again and again and again and thus overcome the habitual error. <coughs> Alright. And in spite of doing this, so in spite of doing all of this, suppose the knowledge does not take place, meaning our effort does not fructify into the taking place of the knowledge. That shows that some other kinds of obstacles must be there on account of some actions performed in the past, whatever it is, and which have to be exhausted before that that obstacle in the form of some past action may require to be exhausted over a period of time and when that obstacle goes, then the vichara will fructify into knowledge. Suppose that doesn't take place in this life, then what? Doesn't matter, it will take place in the subsequent life. <coughs> that is what Bhagavad Gita says, Lord Krishna says that in course of several births, these obstacles, they get exhausted and then ultimately the knowledge takes place. <coughs> so here the author told us one verse, of Bhagavad Gita explained here, verse 47, Prapya Punyakritam Lokan, Atma Tattva Vicharataha, Suchinam Srimatam Gehe, Sabhila Shobhijayate. So one who has dedicated oneself to the pursuit of knowledge, when the body drops off, then his yatra or his journey or pursuit of knowledge continues. That is the idea. How does it continue? Bhagavad Gita says it like this, that after the death, since in the very process of pursuing this knowledge, this person has accumulated a lot of punya or a lot of virtue, because Applying oneself to the study of Vedanta, reflecting upon it, meditating upon it, all of that is is equivalent to performing very virtuous or meritorious deeds. And therefore, apparently one earns a lot of merit uh, in, in the very pursuit of this knowledge. 
in the very person, in the study of the scriptures and reflecting upon them. Because the focus of attention all time is Brahman or God. So when you are listening to scriptures, you are listening about God. When you are reflecting upon them, again you are reflecting upon that being the center. So therefore the mind is focused upon God. And what is, what happens when you are performing rituals, etc.? Again the mind is focused upon God and therefore, in fact this is, a, this is comparable to a very meritorious action. So person earns a lot of virtue or merits or what is called punya. And therefore, after the death, this person will supposedly go into the realms which are attained by very meritorious people and remain there for a great length of time, exhaust a lot of excess punya and then come back as a human being and then continue the pursuit. This is what it is. Where would he be born? Suchinam, Srimata, all of this is in relevance to the the Hindu way of thinking. So this is quite cultural, this part of it. Rebirth, you know, is, is something that is the Vedic thing. And also the, the uh, saying that there are realms like heavens, etc., where the virtuous people go and then there they experience the, the pleasures as a result of their actions and then come back again as human beings. So all of this is the belief and this is what is stated in the Vedas. And therefore we accept them as it is. And so you will find that there will be reference of these things now and then in the Vedantic texts also. Like in Bhagavad Gita also there is reference to those things in, in several places. And since this author also explains a verse from Bhagavad Gita, he uh, also concurs with that. But whether somebody goes to heavens and what it is, but ultimately, when he gains human birth, where does he get, where, does, where is he born? Shuchinam, Srimatam, Gehe, Sabhilashobhichayate. If he was a person who still had certain desires, that is, I am pursuing knowledge all right, I am doing all that and still various desires for sense pleasures have not yet gone away from me. In that case, my next birth would be in the family of the parents who are wealthy as well as cultured. Suchinam Srimatam. Srimatam means wealthy parents. Suchinam cultured parents or pure or meritorious. So this seeker of knowledge is born in the family, born to the parents who are wealthy as well as meritorious, cultured, pure. <coughs> but suppose he was the one who did not have any desires for pleasures. Then he gets even superior birth. And what is that? Pakshantramaha. So either the seeker may be one who still has the desires for sense pleasures left in him, or is the one who is totally free from the such desire of sense pleasures, then what would be the place where he would get the birth? That is being said in the verse 48. Asava yogina meva Asava yogina meva Kule bhavati dhimatam Kule bhavati dhimatam Nispruho brahmatatvasya Nispruho brahmatatvasya Vichara Tadhi Durlabham Vichara Tadhi Durlabham Or else the person may be born 
इन दिस वे निस्पृह ब्रह्म तत्व से विचारा निस्पृह स्वयं अति विरक्त इफ द सीकर ऑफ नॉलेज इज एक्सट्रीमली ए पर्सन एंजॉय एक्सट्रीम डिस्पैशन मीनिंग वन हु इज ग्रोन आउट ऑफ द डिजायर्स फॉर द सेंस प्लेजर्स ब्रह्म तत्व विचारा देव एंड देन इज डूइंग ब्रह्म तत्व विचार मीनिंग a deliberation upon brahman deliberation upon the scriptures listening to the scriptures reflecting upon them dedicating himself to the study and pursuit of the knowledge and because of that dhimatam atmatatva nischay vicharavatam yoginam chittaikagrivatam kule bhavati jayate ityartha then is born in the family of what we call yogi who are the yogis yogis are the people who enjoy that single pointedness or a mastery over the mind so parents are yogis meaning they enjoy a mastery over the mind and dhimatam they are also intelligent in what way intelligent or why or learned atvatatva nischay vicharavatam so then the seeker is born to the parents parents themselves are pursuing the knowledge and themselves are the yogis meaning that they enjoy that abiding mind to such parents this seeker is born <clears throat> this is something rare to be born in a family like that is very rare to be born in a wealthy family where the parents are cultured and educated is good but still wealth has a certain corrupting wealth and comforts have some corrupting influence upon a person so it is possible that this person may have some distractions but when a seeker is born in the to the parents who themselves are dedicated to pursuit of knowledge who themselves are yogis men of self control people of self control then naturally from the birth itself he also gains those samskaras so he also has value for yoga he also has value for knowledge he gets what we call a jump start you know and therefore this kind of a birth to be born of true of the parents who themselves are yogis and of themselves are are wise or the seekers of knowledge is durlabham it is something that is rare <coughs> taddhi durlabham so even better than being born in a wealthy and cultured family is to be born in this family where the parents are themselves in pursuit of knowledge and themselves yogis taddhi durlabham so it says hi asmat karanat tad yogi kule janm durlabham alvapunyena labhyam because it is rare to gain a birth like that <clears throat> okay now the section that comes will be very interesting many we can ourselves see our own life and the fact that all these people are here in this place and they are pursuing this knowledge they are listening to vedanta and they are pursuing the knowledge shows that everyone has something so in the 6th chapter of bhagavad gita Lord Krishna tells us like the story or the biography of a seeker of knowledge and these verses are repeated here okay you are born in a particular family with certain advantages advantages because of the the training and the, the education that you got from your parents and also the samskaras that you got from your parents now what happens for tasya durlabhatvam upadayati why do you say that to be born in the family of a yogi and the wise people is rare that is being explained in the verse 49 tatratam buddhi sanyogam 
तत्रतम बुद्धि संयोगम लभते पौर्वदेहिकम लभते पौर्वदेहिकम यतते च ततो भूय यतते च ततो भूय तस्मादेतुर्लभम तस्मादेतुर्लभम तत्रतम बुद्धि संयोगम लभते पौर्वदेहिकम तथि दुर्लभम यही यस्मात् कारणात् तत्र तस्मिन् जन्मने पौरोदेहिकम पूरोदेहभवम तम बुद्धि संयोगम लभते बिकॉज नाउ दैट ही इज बोर्न इन दिस दिस फैमिली इन दैट बर्थ तत्र मीन तस्मिन् जन्मने इन दैट बर्थ पौरोदेहिकम पूरोदेहभवम बुद्धि संयोगम ही गेट्स कनेक्टेड विद वेरी बुद्धि बुद्धि मीन्स तत्व विचार गोचर बुद्धि The particular kind of a mind that he had acquired or cultivated in the previous birth, the mind it was trained or cultivated and fit for pursuit of the study of the scriptures. It is a particular kind of mind that can do this. It's a rare mind which can consistently apply itself to the study of the scriptures and to dwell up, to reflect upon them, to dwell upon them. definitely requires a mind which must have been acquired as a result of preparation for a great length of time so this seeker of whom we are talking in the previous birth also he was doing this he was pursuing this knowledge in this birth he automatically gets connected with that very same mind meaning he starts from where he had left off in the previous birth so buddhi sanyogam sanyogam means association or connection with that mind What kind of a mind? Tattva vichara gochara buddhi sammandham. That buddhi of the mind that is capable of tattva vichara or deliberation upon the scriptures. Shigram lavade. Very quickly he gets. Lavade prapnoti. All right. So this is what we find that all of a sudden at a young age itself there is a tendency for, there is a love for the scriptures. there is love for knowledge there is shraddha or that faith in the scriptures all these things are are there without having to work for them this thing called shraddha or the trust or the faith that we have in the scripture is a great thing i mean listen to the words of scriptures and it just creates in you a, a great reverence and your mind does not seem to have any any resistance in accepting those things in fact some people even tell us that swami ji when i listen to the scriptures and things it looks as though i knew this or it looks as though i am listening i mean it is something that i have listened to in the past or what it is and it comes to you as something that is not completely new or when the scriptures are listened to then things seem to get keep on getting resolved that shows that already a lot of preparation is there and therefore whatever preparation was of the mind was there in the previous life buddhi sanyogam a connection with that mind or with that buddhi that capability of of study and and, and contemplation this person quickly gets in this life also na kevalam buddhi sambandha matra labha not only that there is this gaining of the association or connection with the past buddhi or the past mind by past mind we mean that capability and the tendency of that mind यततेच ततो भूयः किंतु नॉट ओनली दैट बट ततः पूर्वस्मात् प्रयत्नात् भूयः यतते 
In fact, he strives even harder. Tataha bhuyaha yatate. In this life, he strives harder than what he was doing in the past. Adhikam prayatnam karoti. He even strives harder, makes a greater effort to the pursuit of knowledge. So he gets back that past connection as though. We don't mean connection in terms of the exact thing that you are doing, that you remember the exact scriptures that you are studying. But when you are studying the scriptures, then it, it gives us some insight, wisdom, clarity, freedom from various notions. So all that comes with us. That clarity and everything else comes with us. So idea is that when a person dies, the mind goes and all the, that culture and all the training and whatever the mind has accumulated in this life goes with that jiva and then it shows up in the next life. <clears throat> so it starts from that. They say that suppose you are writing a letter at night, your letter isn't complete and you go to sleep. Next day when you start writing a letter, you start from where you had left off the previous night. And similarly also in this birth, we start from where we had left off in the past. <clears throat> and as Lord Krishna says, not only you strive again, but you strive even harder than what you did in the past. It is because of this reason that is said that this kind of birth is rare. This kind of birth where there is a natural tendency or a natural love for the knowledge is something very rare. <clears throat> How come he strives even harder than what he did in the past? What's the reason? That is explained in the verse 50. Purva bhyase nate naiva Purva bhyase nate naiva Kriyate hyavasho pisaha Kriyate hyavasho pisaha Aneka janma samsiddha Aneka janma samsiddha Tato yati parangatim Tato yati parangatim Purva bhyasena Teneva hriyatehi avasopisaha This yoga brashtaha This seeker of knowledge Now Tena meaning Pudena purva bhyasena eva by that very abhyasa, by that very practice that he had done in the past. By abhyasa we mean practice. Practice of even pursuit of knowledge. Which requires again and again, see, studying the scriptures and reflecting upon them. So that practice or that training or rather that evolution of the growth or maturity that he required in the past, on account of that, in this life what happens? Avashobhisaha. Avashaha. Even without his effort. So he finds himself automatically drawn to this. Hriyate akrushyate. So this, this student or the seeker is as though attracted or as though drawn without his or her effort itself, drawn to the very abhyasa or the very kind of a study that was left incomplete in the past. And this is the story of all the seekers. And not only in this birth, but in many births. This, I am sure, is not the first birth. Or the first birth in the pursuit of the knowledge. I am sure from this, that this has been going on from many births in the past. Aneka janma samsiddha. Evam in this manner, 
anekeshu janmasu krutena prayatnena. In this manner, by the prayatna of the effort that has been made over many births, samsiddha, one becomes samsiddha, accomplished. Tattva jnana sambandha, ultimately one becomes accomplished. And as much as one gains tattva jnana, one gains the knowledge of the truth. Tataha yati param gadim, tasmat tataha. Tasmat tattva jnana and on account of the tattva jnanam or on account of the knowledge of the truth, param gatim yadi prapnodi, he attains gat mukti or liberation. So the, the story is like this, that one is born in an appropriate place, where one has, as I said, a start, one has an advantage of the training and education and whatever one gains from the parents or from that very atmosphere, from that very associations. Parents may be there, friends may be there, whatever. There is an advantage one has. One finds oneself drawn towards automatically a certain thing, drawn towards the scriptures. As you said, the shraddha or the trust or the faith in the scriptures and the wise is something that one has already gained. That's a great achievement or accomplishment with which one is born and therefore the shraddha is there or it shows up in course of time. If you don't have shraddha, meaning if you don't have the faith, if you don't have reverence and faith for the scriptures of the teacher, it is not possible for us to listen. We can't even accept what they say. A lot of things that are said here cannot be verified right away. It may require, in fact, a lot of effort on our part to verify the truth the scriptures reveal. But when the scriptures reveal the truth, then we find ourselves greatly enthused. We find ourselves greatly happy to know what the scriptures have to say. All of this shows that we have brought that wealth with our own self. <coughs> and thus one finds oneself drawn to this, and that is how one strives even harder than what was done in the past. Ultimately, aneka janma samsiddha, and thus attaining perfection over a number of births in this manner. Tato param gatim, one becomes samsiddha, one gains that knowledge. And because of the knowledge, Param Gadim, the ultimate end, meaning liberation, the freedom, one attains. <coughs> so this is the, this is how Lord Krishna tells the story of the seeker of knowledge, or Mumuksha. <coughs> now, in the next two, three verses, next two verses, the author talks about another kind of Pratibandha or another kind of obstacle. <coughs> Agami Pratibandhanantram Darshayati. Another kind of obstacle also may be there which may require, which may, because of which the knowledge may not take place in this life, that the knowledge may take place in subsequent life or in future. So this is called Agami Pratibandha or the future obstacle. May an obstacle that comes in our way and prevents us from gaining the knowledge in this life and when that obstacle is exhausted, the knowledge will come in the future. So now, in the next verse, is mentioned another kind of obstacle. Which is, what is it? That's, verse 51 says, Brahmaloka bhivanchayam Brahmaloka bhivanchayam Samyak satyam nirudhyadam Samyak satyam nirudhyadam Vicharayedya atmanam Vicharayedya Atmanam 
न तो साक्षात करोत्यम न तो साक्षात करोत्यम ब्रह्मलोक अभिवांशायाम सो ब्रह्मलोक इज अ रेल्म वे बिन सेइंग दैट देयर आर द स्क्रिप्चर्स मेंशन डिफरेंट रेल्म्स लाइक दिस इज अ रेल्म ऑफ द ह्यूमन बीइंग्स एंड देयर आर सपोजली सिक्स हायर रेल्म्स and the highest realm that the scriptures mention is called brahmaloka the realm of brahma the creator where the the, the happiness is of the highest degree so this is again cultural you know i mean brahmaloka or swarga heavens and and the scriptures mention some kind of an abode where one goes and then lives with god this is how so brahmaloka also is supposedly realm where a highly evolved seeker apparently goes and lives with god or brahma ji for a length of time so i guess every scriptures mention something like this so let us say that there is someone who has a great fascination for that kind of a realm of experience here it is called brahmaloka in in india there are many uh, traditions are there so the the devotees of lord vishnu talk of vaikuntha so vaikuntha also is the realm where you go and then remain in that loka remain in the realm with god with lord vishnu the devotees of lord shiva talk about kailasa so kailasa is another realm where the devotees of lord shiva go the shiva lord shiva goes and then he remains with lord shiva for you know forever so these kind of descriptions we find it is possible that in course of one's upbringing one has developed a great value and a fascination for this kind of a loka let us say <clears throat> so with that kind of an idea in mind brahma loka abhivanshayam samyak satyam that abhivansha or this desire for brahma loka or desire for a realm like that samyak satyam drudayam satyam suppose a strong desire for a realm or an experience like that has remained now this is not the des- the pleasure or the happiness that is obtained in some very exalted realm but that also is a desire <clears throat> and as long as the desire is not resolved suppose that the desire remains in the back of the mind and now one is pursuing this knowledge tam samyak satyam tam nirudhya suppose suppressing that desire one perceives that knowledge vicharaye diha atmanam satam nirudhya iha atmana vicharayet obstructing or suppressing the desire one is pursuing the this knowledge of the study of the scriptures natu sakshat karodyam but then because the desire is there therefore the knowledge of brahman does not take place because this knowledge requires vairagya a total dispassion when the mind has become free from any kind of a desire as long as one a desire is there in the mind so long the mind is going to be distracted understand what is desire or what happens when there is a desire in the mind when there is a desire in the mind the mind is focused upon the object of desire desire can always be for something which i do not have however exalted that thing is desire can only be for something that i do not have and as long as the desire is the mind is focused upon the object of desire it cannot be focused upon the self and therefore it is said that very desire becomes an obstacle 
in the taking place of the knowledge. That's a very noble desire, but desire nevertheless it is. So people may have some desire, desire to serve people, desire to do something, which may be even noble. But as long as that desire is there, so long the mind gets directed towards the, focus towards the object of desire, and that desire becomes an obstacle in taking place of what we call a parokshu or immediate knowledge. Tasya sakshatkaro naiva jayata ityartha jayata ityartha For a person like that, sakshatkara hai, or immediate knowledge does not take place. All right then, nanutarhi tasya kadavi muktir nasyad. Does it mean that a person like that, a seeker like that, will never be liberated? Just because there was in his mind that desire for some Brahma-loka, some realm, and therefore you say that the knowledge does not take place, does it mean that he will never be liberated? This is no, he will be liberated also. Now we are talking about one desiring Brahma-loka. Now I am sure that in course of the study of the Upanishads and Vedanta, you must have come across this Brahma-loka, where as a result of performance of certain rituals and certain meditations, one can attain Brahma-loka, which is the highest attainment possible as a result of performance of action. And people are there, even today also in India, and I'm sure in the past number of people were there who desired to go to heavens, or who desired to go to the Brahma-loka. They were not interested in, in, in liberation. So what happens to a person like that, who understand that that desire should not be there, and so the desire has been suppressed, and one has been pursuing this knowledge, and then what happens? Does he ever get liberated or not? So, that is being said in the verse 52. Vedanta Vijnana Sunaschitartha Vedanta Vijnana Sunaschitartha Iti Shastrataha Iti Shastrataha Brahma loke sakalpante, Brahma loke sakalpante, Brahma nasaha muchyade, Brahma. Then we are chanting this mantra every evening. Vedanta vijnana sunaschitasaha, sanyasa yoga, dhyatya shuddha sattvaha, te Brahma loke tuparandakale, paramratas parimuchyandi sarve. So what does that mantra, that's the mantra that is referred to here. It says, no, even if one is, if, if one is desire for Brahma-loka, fine. It is, the scriptures say that one goes to Brahma-loka, because of that desire for experiencing the pleasures of Brahma-loka, one goes to that Brahma-loka, and there remains for a great length of time, and at the end of this cycle of creation, when Brahma, the creator, also gets dissolved, those who are in the Brahma-loka also gain liberation along with him. This is called Krama-mukti. That is to be mentioned. It is not very relevant as far as you and I are concerned because we are not aspiring for Brahma-loka. But the scriptures always make it a point to mention what is known as Krama-mukti or liberation in Krama, liberation in stages. If you gain knowledge, aparokshagnanam or immediate knowledge here, then there are no stages, you get liberated, even while in this body. But if the knowledge does not take place in this body, not for any other reason, but because of the reason that there was in the mind some kind of a desire for that Brahmaloka, 
then that desire gets fulfilled in, in by way of the seeker going to Brahmaloka, remaining for a period of time, and then getting liberated. This is called Krama Mukti or liberation in stages. <coughs> Vedanta Vijnana Sunishchitarsaha. So those people, Vedanta Vijnana, meaning Vedanta Janita Vijnanam, Vijnanam is the knowledge that is gained as a result of the pursuit of Vedanta study. Sunishchitarsaha. So those people who have ascertained the artha, the purport of the Vedanta, as a result of the study of the Vedanta, sannyasa yoga, and therefore those who have renounced actions and become sannyasa yoga renunciates, yatayaha, those people who are constantly pursuing, so in pursuing the knowledge, shuddha sattvaha, as a result of which those who have become pure in heart, they, these people, brahmaloke, they go to brahmaloka, parantakale, and when this whole cycle of creation comes to an end, paramrutaha, they become one with Brahman, Parimuchyandi survey, and all of them get liberated. So this is for your information that Vedanta also talks about this liberation in stages. <coughs> the Smriti Grantha says, Brahmana sahate survey, samprapte pratisanchare, prasyante kritatmanaha pravishandi parampadam. Says that, so imagine the world of Brahma, the creator. So the creator Brahma is there and these fellows are also there. And they, it says that Brahmaji teaches them. So whatever some prevented him from gaining that knowledge, that obstacle is eliminated when he goes to Brahmaloka and he gains the knowledge. So Ityadi Shastra Vashat, Brahmaloka Praptyantram. Having attained in Brahmaloka, Tattum Sakshatkritya. He gains the immediate knowledge or the direct knowledge of tattva or the truth, Brahmanasaha, Muktihi, Mavishadi, and then all of them get liberated along with Brahmaji. So I say that Brahmaji or the Creator gets liberated when this cycle comes to an end. So what is the lifespan of Brahma? What is the lifespan of Creator? Equal to the whole cycle of creation, which is billions of years. And when this cycle of creation comes to an end, the lifespan of Brahma also comes to an end. These this years are all mind-boggling. These calculations are there. And uh, one day of Brahma is equal to 4.32 billion years of human life. And one night of Brahma is 4.32 billion years again. So one 24-hour day is 8.64 billion human years. That's one day of twenty-four hours of Brahma. Imagine one year and the lifespan of Brahma is one hundred years. So that is supposed to be the length of this cycle of creation. That's called Kalpa. And when these hundred years of Brahmaji are over, then Brahmaji also, that is the end of his lifespan, and he gets liberated. And all those who were in Brahmaloka they also get liberated along with him. This is what is said. So it is for our general information that there is such a thing as Krama Mukti or the liberation in stages. Where supposedly the seeker of knowledge on account of having accumulated a tremendous amount of punya, a tremendous amount of purity, some little obstacle was there. He is otherwise ready in every respect. In his purity, in his efforts, in his renunciation, he is all fine. 
but some obstacle remains in terms of desire for some Brahma Loka or some. So that is the highest possible desire that one can have. And the purpose of this statement is that how the knowledge can take place only when the mind is completely free from desire. Because desire creates a duality between desirer and object of desire. So as long as the desire is there in the mind, so long the mind projects a duality and so long it is not possible for the mind to see the non-dual. So that is the idea that is conveyed here, that even if the slightest desire is there, okay, that desire gets fulfilled, one remains in a Brahma Loka for a period of time and in course of time gets liberated. This is called Krama Mukti, the liberation in stages. <coughs> That's okay. But the earlier verses were more relevant. So when we, even ourselves, see our own life, as to how we came into study of Vedanta, it would be very difficult really for us to trace the path or to trace a reason. The path you can trace, but the reason you may not be able to trace. Why of so many people, which are millions of them, how only a few people get attracted? Even to spiritual pursuit, let us say. And of them, very few get attracted to Vedanta or get attracted to the study of the scriptures. That's, you must have read many books talking about so many uh, miracles and things like that. Many people get attracted, fascinated by them. And many people get fascinated by different experiences and what not which other systems promise. But for whatever reason, your mind was not fascinated by miracles or various unusual experiences. And that it had a love for the knowledge. Now that is a rare thing. And that shows that that has been somehow brought along with you. And therefore, the life had to be spent, a number of years had to be spent in different, different activities of life. Perhaps it was necessary that some of those obstacles be exhausted. And then automatically the person is drawn here. Here means, you know, to this teaching. This is how everybody will perhaps recall the story. By chance, you, somebody says, by chance I happened to read about the talks in the newspaper. That's why I went to listen to the talks. And then amazingly, I was just flabbergasted, surprised, totally happy, and then decided to study. So some such things, chance occurrences happen. And how do we explain them? We can only explain that it is not a chance occurrence, it is an occurrence which establishes a continuity with the past. And how come the continuity came all of a, this thing came all of a sudden? Because whatever obstacle was there, that obstacle is gone, and the continuity of the past is established, and the pursuit continues. <coughs> continues even with more vigor. So this seeker continues more vigorously. That is how Gita explains that. <coughs> Okay, then in the next verse it is asked here. Evam tattva vichare kriyamane pratimandavasat atra sakshat karona jayate. Alright, in this manner it is said that tattva vichare kriyamane. Even when one is pursuing the vichara or the contemplation or, or deliberation upon the scriptures, pratibandavasat on account of some pratibandha or some obstacle. <coughs> Atra Sakshatkarona Jayate on account of some obstacle in this life the Sakshatkara or the knowledge does not take place. Okay. In Abhidaya this has been stated. But this is for the people 
who are who are who have earned a lot of merit or virtue that they are even exposed to this and that they are pursuing this knowledge tivra papinam to for people who have a lot of sins in the sense that lot of obstacles on account of whatever negative actions they have performed in the past that is called papa so vicharo durlabah for the people who are papis meaning people who have a lot of these obstacles a lot of the sins let us say or the result of lot of improper or unbecoming actions performed in the past so be vicharah durlabah even this vichara even the listening to the scriptures itself is durlabah is rare ityaha this is said in verse 53 kesham chit savicharopi kesham chit savicharopi karmana pratibadhyate karmana pratibadhyate shravana yapi bahuvihi shravana yapi bahuvihi yo na labhyate shrudeh yo na labhyate shrudeh kesanchit for some people sah vicharah bhi karmana pratibadhyate for some people who have lots of durita durita means lot of the sins a lot of past negative actions are there sah vicharah api pratibadyate on account of that even this vichara even this pursuit of knowledge the study of the scriptures is obstructed this we hear again and again yesterday someone comes and tells me some lady comes to me and says swami ji i very much want to come and, and come to the gurukulam i want to study the scriptures i want to listen to them i want to attend the talks and discourses but my husband does not allow me he just doesn't believe in that he think that this is all brainwashing that you are all misguided and so forth so thus we do find people who just feel that this is all useless or this is all brainwashing and things like that there are many people who tell our students when they go home they have to uh, in fact uh, contend with a lot of difficulties in india also it's not that in india it is easy in india also both boys and girls mainly girls have more difficulties at home because the parents are afraid that these they will say that okay now we don't want to get married we want to become nuns and stuff like that and nobody wants it would you believe that this culture the vedic culture which has so much wherein so much reverence has been expressed for renunciation in even though the inheritor of those culture these indians they do not want any renunciation in their family you know suppose uh, they don't want their son or daughter to become renunciates they will show a great reverence to all the renunciates they will wash their feet and they will do everything for them feed them and look after them as long as a renunciate is the, the neighbor's son not his own son you know so therefore these these obstacles are always there but there are some people who just have uh, have no reverence for this in fact they are the supposed to this i don't know what's wrong with them that's called papa papa means how the papa or the sin is is uh, what is the evidence of that sin the what kind of an attitude one has to, i don't only mean vedanta i mean scriptures in general uh, whether it is bible or whatever it is what a scripture is there when you listen to those words you just are thrilled sometimes you know that shows some punya a lot of punya is there some fellow listens to the words and he just reacts what is going on there shows a lot of papa is there and so whether scriptures thrill us 
or the whether the scriptures turn us away, turn us off, I don't know. That just shows the state of our own mind. But anyway, Kesha and Chit, so for those people who have that kind of heart, wherein all these kind of negative tendencies are there, Saha Vichara Habi Karmana Pratibhadyade, even that Vichara, even that exposure to listening to the scripture itself is obstructed. Do you know many people, they actually come to the class, they leave their wife, you know, they give them, give a ride to their wife, leave the, leave the wife here for lecture, and he goes, that sort of goes away. Sometimes the father comes and leaves the daughter or the son, gives a ride, you know, to the lecture, and he himself goes away, he doesn't attend. And for years they do that. For several years, the wife or the son or the daughter is attending these classes, that fellow does not, he does not enter. Why? Some obstacle. What is the obstacle? We imagine that some kind of past action must be the obstacle which prevents them. So really speaking, to be able to listen to the scriptures is a great, is a rare thing. And it is our own obstacles that prevent us from doing that. Or prevent people from doing that. So Paratibadhyate, Tatta Pramanama, how do you say this? Sarvanabhi Bahuviryon Labdhyaya. Kathopanishad says that, Bahuvi for many people, Sarvanayabhi Nalabdhyaya. This Atma or the Self is not available even for Shravanam, even available for listening. Yaha Paramatma Bahuvi Purushaihi Sarvanayabhi Sumapi Nalabdhyaya Durlabhai Tyarraha. And so it is said there in Kathopanishad that the Self is not available for many people even for listening. They just don't have that opportunity or they don't have that fortune of even listening to the scriptures, expounding the Self or expounding, expounding the truth. So these various obstacles are described so far, which obstacles come in the way of taking place of the knowledge. <coughs> Having said this, now the author comes back to the discussion of upasana or meditation, which we will see tomorrow. <coughs> Om Puranamadav Puranamidam Puranat Puranamadachyade Purnasya Purnamadaya Purnameva Vashishyade Om Shanti 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 Shankaram Shankaracharyam Keshavam Badarayanam Sutra Bhashyakrutau Vande Bhagavantau Punah Punah Ishvaro Gururatmedi Murti Veda Vibhagine Vyoma Vadhyapta Dehaya Dakshina Murtaye Namaha Om Shanti Shanti Hari Om Sri Guru Namaha Hari Om